Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 12th of May. The country has recorded 70,756 coronavirus cases with 2,293 deaths. A day after holding a marathon six-hour meeting with Chief Ministers, Prime Minister Narendra Modi will be addressing the nation today at 8 p.m., most likely to make an announcement related to the lockdown which ends on May 17th. During the meeting yesterday, many states including Maharashtra, Punjab, Telangana and West Bengal wanted the lockdown to be further extended. Other states wanted to ease restrictions. In case you want to avoid watching TV news but you still want to know how TV news channels covered the Prime Minister's speech, follow hashtag NLPrimeTime on Twitter. The News Laundry team will be watching different TV news channels and sharing updates under the same hashtag from 8 p.m. onwards. By the way, we do this every Tuesday. According to officials, the Indian Railways have operated 542 Shramik special trains since May 1st and ferried home some 6.48 lakh migrants stranded in various parts of the country amidst the coronavirus lockdown. On Monday, a statement issued by the Union Ministry of Home Affairs said that the railways will now run 100 Shramik special trains on a daily basis to facilitate a faster movement of workers. Of the 542 trains run so far, 448 have reached their destinations and 94 are in transit. The 448 trains were terminated in various states including Uttar Pradesh, Bihar, Madhya Pradesh, Odisha, Jharkhand, Rajasthan, Maharashtra, Telangana, West Bengal, Andhra Pradesh, Chhattisgarh, Himachal Pradesh, Karnataka and Tamil Nadu. Meanwhile, the railway services starting today will run to full capacity while leaving it up to the passengers to maintain social distancing on board and to states to decide the protocol on arrival. More than 54,000 passengers made bookings within the first three hours since the railways opened the bookings online. In its standard operating procedure, the centre has said that no linen, curtains or blankets will be provided to the passengers, so they must bring their own. It also encouraged passengers to get their own food and water. However, it said that dry, ready-to-eat food and bottled water will be provided to the passengers on payment. The Railways Ministry said it is compulsory for all passengers to download the Arogya Setu app before commencing their journey. Former Supreme Court Judge B.N. Sri Krishna, on the other hand, has termed the government's decision of mandating the use of Arogya Setu app as utterly illegal. Shri Krishna had chaired the committee that came out with the first draft of the Personal Data Protection Bill. Do read Meghnad's article titled, Why We Should Care About the Data Protection Bill on newslaundry.com to understand how the bill and your fundamental right to privacy are connected. The US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has committed $3.6 million to assist the Indian government in tackling the coronavirus pandemic. The U.S. Embassy said that these resources will help support prevention, preparedness and response activities in India. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo also held a meeting with his counterparts from India, Australia, Brazil, Israel, Japan and South Korea to discuss the importance of international cooperation, transparency and accountability in combating the coronavirus. The total number of COVID cases in Mumbai crossed 14,000 with 791 new infections while the death toll rose to 528 with 20 fresh deaths. 
With 1,230 new COVID-19 cases reported in Maharashtra, the count of people infected by the virus in the state has climbed to 23,401. 36 fatalities were reported on Monday, taking the total death toll in the state to 868. In yesterday's virtual meeting with the Prime Minister, Chief Minister Uddhav Thakre asked for the central forces in the state on COVID-19 duty so that the overworked state police force could be given some relief. Resumption of local trains and agriculture were also some of the points put forth by the Chief Minister. Prime Minister Modi has also asked the states to submit their suggestions by May 15th on how to open up the economy as well as recommendations for a staggered exit from the lockdown. A government panel in Maharashtra, meanwhile, has decided to release around 50% prisoners to decongest jails across the state. Delhi confirmed 13 more coronavirus deaths today, the biggest jump in the number of deaths in a day, taking the total toll to 86. The 13 deaths were reported from Delhi government's Lok Nayak Hospital, which is functioning as a dedicated COVID-19 hospital. 406 fresh cases have been reported today, taking the total number of confirmed cases of coronavirus in the city to 7,639. There are 5,041 active cases in the city. Of the total admissions in 10 COVID-designated hospitals, 111 people are admitted to the ICU and 20 are on ventilator support. More than 1 lakh COVID tests have been carried out in the capital so far. After reports of a mismatch between the death data of four government hospitals and the state government, the Delhi government red flagged deaths of COVID-19 patients as being not regularly reported on time. The Chief Secretary Vijay Dev, in an order to all the heads, said, and I quote, It has come to the notice that both public and private hospitals, both COVID-dedicated and non-COVID, are not reporting the deaths of positive cases of COVID-19 occurring in their hospitals in a timely and regular manner. Unquote. The order further stated that the hospitals are not sharing the death summaries with the three-member death audit committee formed by the government on April 20th. Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal, meanwhile, has asked people to send their suggestions for an exit strategy after the lockdown ends on May 17th and said that his government will send a proposal on the same to the centre. The West Bengal government has transferred Health Secretary Vivek Kumar to the Environment Department. Narayan Swarup Nigam, who was the Transport Secretary, has been named as his replacement as per a notification dated 11th of May. The government notification said that Kumar will take charge as Principal Secretary of the State Environment Department. The notice read, and I quote, this is issued in the interest of public service, unquote. The move comes days after a row over the state's COVID-19 data, where the central team accused the West Bengal government of inaccuracies in the coronavirus data. The state has recorded more than 2,000 cases and 190 deaths as of today. The union government's new guidelines on discharging asymptomatic COVID-19 patients without another round of testing is still under the consideration of the Punjab government. The state government has found that 13 of the asymptomatic patients, all pilgrims who had returned from Hazur Sahib Nandir, are still testing positive and remain asymptomatic after more than 10 days of treatment. Jharkhand has recorded three more positive COVID-19 cases, taking the total in the state to 164. Karnataka has reported 42 new coronavirus cases on Tuesday. With this, the total number of positive people in the state has gone up to 904. This includes 31 deaths and 426 discharges. The number of coronavirus cases in Indore, Madhya Pradesh, has crossed the 2,000 mark, 
after 81 more people tested positive in the last 24 hours. The death toll is now 92. 23 new people have tested positive for COVID-19 in Odisha, taking the total number of cases in the state to 437 with three deaths. Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Adityanath, meanwhile, has transferred 225.39 crore rupees to the beneficiaries of the Mahatma Gandhi National Rural Employment Guarantee Act through direct bank transfers. The state's principal health secretary, Amit Mohan Prasad, has said that for the first time on Monday, the state's tally of discharged people was higher than the active coronavirus cases. He said, and I quote, 1,758 people were discharged and 1,735 active cases were reported in the state yesterday, unquote. In the wake of the coronavirus outbreak, the World Bank says that there is a real risk of a global recession. In India, the economic fallout of the pandemic is compounding the problems. Rising unemployment, manufacturing slowdown, and consumption stagnation brought about by falling growth in the last few years. But how exactly will this crisis impact India's economic fortunes in the short run and in the long term? Is the country, particularly its government, even equipped to deal with what lies ahead? To address these questions and more, Bridge India, a public policy think tank based in London, organized a webinar in which News Laundry's co-founder Abhinandan Sekri participated. It is titled, Is India Equipped to Deal with the Economic Fallout of COVID-19? You can listen to the discussion on our website, newslaundry.com. And while you're at it, do check out the rest of our website. We've been consistently bringing you ground reports, podcasts, and video interviews related to the pandemic. All of this is only possible because of our lovely subscribers who believe in the independence of media. I'd like to remind you that News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform. And if you think we are doing a good job, please do consider subscribing to us. Click on the red subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. The lowest monthly plan costs 300 rupees a month only. Now for some global updates on coronavirus. As of today, COVID-19 has infected more than 4.2 million people around the world and resulted in more than 287,000 deaths. The top infectious disease expert in the US, Dr. Anthony Fauci, is expected to testify at a Senate hearing that moving too quickly to ease restrictions could undermine the country's quest to return to normalcy. Dr. Fauci, who is one of the country's most respected voices during the pandemic, is one of the four top government doctors scheduled to testify remotely at a high-profile and highly unusual hearing before the Senate today. His message is in stark contrast with the things are looking up argument that President Donald Trump has been trying to sell that states are ready to reopen and the pandemic is under control. As of today, the US has recorded more than 1.3 million confirmed coronavirus cases and 81,491 deaths. A fire in a Russian hospital has killed coronavirus patients attached to ventilators. According to a New York Times source in Russia's emergencies ministry, five patients have died and 150 were evacuated after the blaze broke out on early Tuesday morning on the sixth floor of St. George Hospital in St. Petersburg. The country has reported 10,899 new COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours, taking the nationwide total past that of Britain and Spain to 232,243, the second highest total worldwide according to Johns Hopkins University data. 
the Russian government has been attributing the continued daily rise in cases down to widespread testing. It has carried out more than 5.8 million tests. Despite this, factory and construction workers in Russia are set to return to work today after President Vladimir Putin ordered a gradual easing of the coronavirus lockdown measures in a surprise announcement on Monday. He said it was time after six weeks to lift nationwide restrictions that had forced many people to work from home and businesses to temporarily close. The UK's coronavirus death toll has crossed 40,000. The Office of the National Statistics said that 35,044 deaths involving COVID-19 were registered in England and Wales up to 9th of May, together with the latest figures for Scotland and Northern Ireland and more up-to-date fatalities announced daily by the government the total official UK death toll now stands at 40,011. The Spanish government has ordered the quarantine of all overseas travellers coming to the country from 15th of May. Incoming travellers will have to remain indoors and will only be allowed to exit for grocery shopping to visit health centres and in case of a situation of need. The number of newly diagnosed cases of coronavirus in Spain in one day fell to its lowest today in more than two months. Health authorities identified 594 new cases today, bringing the total to 228,030. The number of fatalities related to the disease, meanwhile, rose to 26,920. Bars, restaurants, hairdressing and beauty salons will reopen across Italy from 18th of May. Regional authorities have been given the power to lift restrictions on businesses which had originally been due to reopen from 1st of June. Retailers, museums and libraries are also due to reopen from 18th of May. The move announced by the government late last night came after pressure from regional leaders to be allowed to establish their own reopening plan. Safety measures will need to be implemented before the establishments can open, with restaurants required to set distances of 4 meters between diners. There were 744 new cases of coronavirus in Italy on Monday, the lowest daily rise since 4th of March. The country's death toll rose by 179 to 30,739. Just hours after France's eight-week lockdown was eased, unmasked revelers gathered on by the water to celebrate. The police was forced to disperse the crowd, and now Parisians have been banned from drinking alcohol on the banks of the St. Martin Canal and the Seine River. Berlin has completed the construction of a coronavirus emergency hospital with almost 500 beds, and more than 100 ventilators in just six weeks. The city's Senate, however, said it might never host any patients as regular hospitals are operating below capacity. The hospital unit, worth 43 million euros, was given the green light in mid-March when the spread of the COVID-19 virus in Germany was rapidly increasing. Of the 6,269 confirmed infections in the city, 5,586 have recovered and 165 have died. The country has recorded 173,000 plus cases with close to 143,000 recoveries and 7,661 deaths. Iran has announced 48 more deaths from COVID-19, three more than on Monday, bringing the total death toll in the country to 6,733. A health ministry spokesperson said that 1,481 new infections had been detected in the past 24 hours, bringing the total number of confirmed cases in the country to 110,767, of whom 88,357 have recovered. 
the Chinese city of Wuhan, the epicenter of the coronavirus outbreak, plans to conduct nucleic acid testing over a period of 10 days on the entire population after new coronavirus cases emerged for the first time in weeks. Moving on to some non-coronavirus news. The Delhi High Court has granted interim protection from any coercive action to Minorities Commission Chief Zafarul Islam Khan. This is regarding the case against him for allegedly making provocative statements on social media. The court is scheduled to take up the matter again on 22nd of June. On April 20th, Khan, in a tweet, had thanked Kuwait for standing with Indian Muslims. This was in relation to the large-scale communal violence that broke out in Northeast Delhi in February. In his tweet, Khan had also praised controversial Islamic preacher Zakir Nayak, claiming he was a respected household name in the Arab and Muslim world. He had later apologized for his remarks. Khan's plea for anticipatory bail had sought protection from arrest and coercive action in a case that the petition described as frivolous, untenable, and motivated. The plea, filed through senior lawyer Vrinda Grover, claimed that the allegations made in the police's FIR lacked legal merit and distorted facts and was a gross abuse of law. In his petition, Khan also pointed out that there are multiple cases of hate speech since March and listed numerous instances of attacks against members of the Muslim community in relation to the coronavirus outbreak in the country. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. Journalists in Solan, Chamba, Kullu and Mandi have been slapped with police cases and barred from ground reporting. Ayush has written a detailed report on the same and it is titled Himachal Pradesh's Journalists Face FIRs Harassment for Reporting on Government Failures. You can read it on our website newslaundry.com. That's all for today. Have a great day and a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.